The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Shirley. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fab, a segment of the Forever Fab podcast. In this opening New Year edition of the Forever Fab podcast, 15 Minutes of Fab, I'll discuss the latest fashion, wellness, beauty, and plastic surgery news. This annual report is called the Fab Trend Report and highlights the hottest trends in fashion, wellness, and beauty for the new year that is upon us, 2022. If you don't have time to tune into my full-length podcast, and I sure hope you do, tune in and check out 15 Minutes of Fab. My aim is to engage you and serve you as a credible and authoritative voice in all aspects of health, wellness, and along the beauty spectrum from lip gloss to cutting shears all the way to the needle and the scalpel. So let's get at it. Trends in the art of living well. Here's what to look forward to in 2020 in wellness. There will be a persistent focus on gut health and the microbiome. And I'm really happy about this because I do believe that gut health is or leads to a healthy life. There'll also be an increased focus on immune support. I mean, clearly we are still in the throes of a pandemic. And um, I like to think and believe that it will get better, but right now we're, we're still in it. So I definitely think there'll be an increased focus on immune support and, and just trying to stay as resilient as you can. There'll also be a redefinition of wellness to emphasize mental and psychological well-being. Now, remember one of the foundations of my practice and one of the um, concepts that I, I like to uh, remind people about and that really serves as an underpinning of how I practice medicine um, is the eight dimensions or are the eight dimensions of wellness. And under social wellness, that involves pursuing satisfying relationships with others. There's physical wellness, which is, which is not just, you know, working out and exercising, but it's pursuing healthy and safe practices in areas of exercise, sleep, nutrition, and sexuality. Physical wellness also means engaging in self-care behaviors that promote thriving and that prevent illness and prevent dis-ease, not just prevent conditions and disease, but prevent dis-ease. Emotional wellness is being aware of and accepting your own feelings and the feelings of others. It's also about experiencing self-esteem and appreciating one's life and paying attention to and expressing and managing one's emotions appropriately and, of course, managing stress and dealing with difficult decisions effectively. Um, if All of this is, is well-defined, and you can just Google the eight dimensions of wellness, and um, and you will find all of this information, which is the source of 
my explaining these to you and that's the source of this information. So there's also career wellness and that means preparing for and entering work that is consistent with your personal interests and values. And um, it also involves expanding and evolving one's skills and interests throughout life. Intellectual or creative wellness means using resources to expand your knowledge and improve your skills. There's financial wellness, which means obtaining, managing, and maintaining your finances, but also having a healthy relationship you know, with money and how all of your thoughts about money, having it, not having it, lack, abundance, whatever, where, where those thoughts came from and how you develop them and whether or not they serve you in a good way. Um, environmental wellness involves accepting personal and social responsibility for promoting Earth's health and well-being, as well as acting with recognition of the interdependence of the self with society and the natural environment. I mean, we're all connected. And finally, there's existential or spiritual wellness, which involves Understanding personal and social identity, right, and, and who you are and where you're from and your place in society and also respecting that, you know, life just flows in a way where there, there are ebbs and flows. There's progression and there's, you know, significance and there's retraction and contraction and there's expansion and growth. And existential and spiritual wellness all, also involves having values towards the meaning and your purpose in life. And that is outside of any religious construct, right? Continuing on with the other uh, trends that I think are going to happen in 2022 is there's going to be a focus on stress management. I firmly believe that stress is at the fundamental root of most illness or dis-ease. There will also be um, more talk about digital detox, right? Avoiding negative news, reducing social media uh, or your consumption of it, and, and less phone addiction. There's going to be an emphasis on work-life balance. That's going to continue. That has been ongoing. Um, nature will be seen as healing. It always has been, but I think we'll embrace that more. There will be uh, more wearable and fashionable health tracking devices. You know, I got my Oura ring on. Mm -hmm. I do look at the data sometimes can't tell you I do very much with the data, but I look at it. <laughs> um, there'll be an increase in at-home fitness, right? Whether it's the mirror, the tonal, your Peloton, your Hydro, or your online classes, I don't think that trend is going to go away anytime soon. I'm actually really grateful, grateful for it because the pandemic pounds, I, I can't even fit into my leggings. <laughs> um, there's going to be an emphasis on mindful nutrition, and I don't necessarily mean dieting, but I mean, I, I mean eating right for your lifestyle, eating right for your body type, and eating according to your genes and basically how you healthy and well you feel, right? Because that ice cream cone might make you feel really good in the first 15 or 20 minutes after you eat it, but you'll be more mindful of the effects of multiple ice cream cones on several consecutive days. Yes, I'm guilty. And how that truly makes you feel. Uh, Plant-based medicine is going to definitely have a bigger role in health and, he health and healing. And, and that includes psychedelics, um, adaptogens, herbals, botanicals. Um, I think that will continue. I think also there will be an embracing of an action-oriented um, behavior uh, towards diversity and inclusivity, and that just definitely needs to continue. I mean, we can only all benefit from increased diversity 
and inclusivity. There will be a, a focus on better sleep and improved sleep rituals. I am obsessed with sleeping well. I mean, for decades, I didn't sleep well, right? I'm in uh, internships, medical internships, uh, surgical residencies, um, uh, surgical subspecialty residencies and fellowships. So it was basically a sleepless endeavor. And um, so now I'm at the point where I actually do have some control over my schedule and I'm obsessed with sleeping well. We all know the effects of sleep. I've, I've waxed poetic about sleep in many previous podcasts and I probably will continue to do so. There will also be an emphasis on self-care through supplements, meditation, relaxing baths, you know, sound baths, um, breath work, etc. So I think that sort of um, those wellness rituals will continue. There will be more of a focus on mindful movement, um, moving meditation, so to speak, versus intense exercise. Now, clearly there will be the devotees of intense exercise and it, it suits them well for some people. Um, but I think people will start to realize, okay, maybe I don't need to do a hit class every single day. Maybe I don't need to run, you know, 30 miles every single day or bike 50 miles every single day. So people will start to look at different forms of exercise and, and question whether or not that form of exercise is really conducive to their, their best self and act accordingly. I think IV or intravenous vitamins and antioxidant drips are going to play an increasing role in recovery and resilience, immune support and rejuvenation, um, beauty, anti-aging, healing from illness, etc. I think those are going to become increasingly prevalent. Um, there will also be a focus on spiritual wellness, whether that's faith or tantra or tarot, etc., outside of the construct of organized religion. And I think there's also going to be um, an emphasis on customization across the board, across industries, whether that's skincare, fitness, food, supplementation, exercise, etc. People are really going to start looking inwardly and thinking, okay, well, maybe what's good for one person is not necessarily great for me. So. Do you have any immune strengthening hacks? What are they? Let me know. Are there topics that you find difficult to discuss? Which ones and why? Did you eat differently during the last year? And will your habits change this year? Do you plan to get vaccinated or boosted? Why or why not? And do you have plans for travel? And if you do, where would you like to go and when would you go? And what was your at-home fitness routine this past year? Were you consistent? Uh, will you keep it up or will you actually do something different? Or maybe you'll go out to the gym. Did you cook at home? Did you like it? And what will you learn in the new year in a new way? And did you sleep well at night in 2021 despite what was going on globally? So those were the wellness trends and what I think is going to be front and center in wellness in 2022. As for fashion trends, well, I looked up several sources and the ones that seem to be much more on point, most of these uh, trends came from thelist.com. That's thelist.com. And what they're predicting are these trends. Number one, volume. Bigger is better. Puffer coats, puff sleeves, ball skirts, just big. I love puff sleeves. I don't think for me that trend is ever going to go away. Like I'm obsessed with it. The second is an oversized suit or blazer. Yeah, not my thing. 
Um, oversized is just not my thing. So you will not find me in anything oversized. You just won't unless it's like sweats and I might let them hang or be a little bit too big, but that's me chilling at home and you probably won't see that unless you sign up to my Patreon account and grab a Patreon membership, in which case you might see me in oversized stuff. Okay, the third trend, wide leg pants. I, I like that. Decorative fringe, bold and bright colors, jumpsuits and catsuits. I like the jumpsuit, the catsuit not so much. <laughs> um, skin is still in, right? People are loving these cutout dresses, etc. Understood. Berets à la française, um, pearls, knitwear, the trend of the bra being the only top that you need. I tend to combine my outside bras <laughs> with something else. You will not just see me wearing a bra, not even on Patreon, no. Okay, uh, plaid, uh, the Pantone color of the year is a take on, you know, purple, Sequins, anytime. That trend I love. Sequins, anytime. Uh, comfortable shoes and loafers all day, every day. Micro minis. Yeah, not for me. Um, you know, some people will argue that you can wear anything at any age. I'm of the opinion that there's some things I personally don't wear beyond a certain age. Micro minis is probably it for me. Unless I add stockings or pantyhose or something, then I, then I might be able to get get away with it and the last trend real fur is out valentino just recently announced their last fur collection real fur is out for now so what pieces will you invest in in fashion which designers will you support in 2022 will you lean more towards casual dressing or dressing up and will you resell or keep your sweatsuits and loungewear and what's your new uniform right? We're still mostly working from home. Um, I still go to the office. <laughs> so my uniform is pretty much my workwear. And how do you think fashion may become more sustainable in the present moment and in the future? Moving on to trends in beauty. Yes, my favorite. I love fashion. I adore wellness. Beauty's my thing. Okay, trends in beauty. What will we see? What can we anticipate in beauty trends for 2022? The first is increased telehealth or telemedicine calls. I think what's actually going to happen with that is that there'll be an increase and then it will sort of plateau and there won't be an increase. I personally have done some telemedicine calls and as a plastic surgeon, I find it challenging to be on the phone with someone and um, say to them, yes, here are your options and they involve surgery or procedure. So come in when the pandemic's over. I mean, yeah, I think it had its moment and now it's probably going through, you know, telemedicine is going through a period where maybe not so much and maybe a little increase again, depending on what happens with this COVID. Um, but I think after a while, it may just fade into the background as another option, but not the primary primary way to, to consult or see a patient. Got to see you, feel you, examine you, get your history, get your essence. It's an in-person thing. Okay. 
There's going to be more targeted, more effective skincare products. Yes. And that may involve some customization, whether it's for acne, dry skin, fine lines, wrinkles, age management, whatever. It's got to be more functional, in my opinion. Glitter makeup is, I don't think it ever went away. I can't even say it's back. I don't think it ever went away, at least for me. Like, never went away for me. Like, I love glitter. And what's really cool is that there's going to be more sustainable, eco-friendly glitter makeup. Can't wait. Glam is back. My goodness, glam is back. I'm trying to get my glam game back. It's important for me, at least. There'll be an influx of beauty devices of various technologies, whether it's microcurrent, infusions, exfoliations, ultrasounds, and more. Where I still think we need much more improvement is in skin tightening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, skin tightening. At least the do-it-yourself do it at-home version because there are skin tightening devices that you can get at your plastic surgeon's or dermatologist's office and they come at a hefty fee and with some discomfort. And that some could be some or it could be a whole lot depending on your tolerance. There will be a meeting of the minds and a convergence of healthcare with wellness, the more holistic approach that I've been practicing and developing for, I don't know, the past 15 plus years of my practice. I truly hope that more people will embrace that as a feasible, realistic, essential way to practice medicine and think about health and well-being and beauty. Speaking of beauty, there will be more gender-fluid beauty. Um, there'll be injectables for not just treatment and management, but perhaps even for prevention. Longer lasting fillers and neuromodulators, I think, are in the pipeline. I think there's going to be a rebound in cosmetic or aesthetic plastic surgery, but mostly perhaps in body contouring, like liposuction, tummy tuck, you know, breast lifts. Um, I think facelifts had a resurgent moment uh, last year, but now I think people, maybe after they've done, they've done that, they're like, okay, body time. And with all these, you know, cutout dresses coming out in fashion, oh, it might be helpful for some people, not for everybody. There'll be a continued rise in rhinoplasty or nose reshaping. I, I just think that that's, that's just one of those operations that regardless of what's going on trend-wise, some people gravitate towards that operation. It's one that I actually really enjoy performing. Okay, there'll be uh, customized skincare, but I think the customization with skincare might come from your very own DNA. I mean, if you're spitting in a tube for a COVID test or spitting in a tube for some other kind of health test, why not spit in a tube and get some idea as to what your some of your genes or your proteins or peptides are doing so they can help you give good face. I'd be excited about that. There will be an emphasis on, on scalp and hair health with a focus on preventing hair loss. And I, I imagine that this was probably related to the extraordinary amounts of stress that everybody was feeling. And stress wreaks havoc on every system in your body. And some people may have had that stress manifest as hair loss. So I think there's going to be an emphasis on scalp and hair health. There will also be fragrance for well-being. I think this is very interesting. There will be fragrance, fragrances that are infused with more functional ingredients or functional um, scents. And those scents or ingredients will actually activate or help to promote relaxation or enhance your mood. 
Um, I'm waiting for the fragrance that I can dab on that once I smell it, I'm like, wow, yeah, no, I don't need to have two ice cream cones. I could just have one. That'd be amazing. I think that's also like functional kind of fragrances and cosmetics. Super cool. Okay. Manscaping and grooming will continue to rise as it should. <laughs> nail art is going to be seen as a form of expression. I mean, there's some fabulous nails out there, but as a surgeon, I, I can't do the long nails thing. They just have to be neat, professional, and clean. Um, but nail art is going to widely become an artistic form of, um, of fashion and beauty. Um, fermented ingredients, which can enhance the skin absorption of some actives, and some of those ingredients might also be able to... Um, boost the antioxidant levels in your skin. I think those are going to be some, you know, the ingredients of the moments. Uh, waterless beauty for improved sustainability. Beauty, I mean, the issue of the planet's health and well-being is always, is always important, not only in fashion, but also in beauty. How can we make beauty more sustainable? How did you keep your skin fresh and flawless this past year? And did you experience any skin irritation from or acne from wearing your mask? And what'd you do about it? What's in your beauty cabinet now that won't be there in 2022? And what will you add or remove from your beauty regimen? And have you ever had cosmetic facial injections or fillers? Are you willing to try in 22? And how will you define your best version of yourself in the new year? Let me know. Reach out. Holla back. So here we are at the start of a new year with much to reflect upon, to contemplate, to look forward to. I thank you for listening to the trend reports on the Forever Fab podcast, 15 minutes of fab segment. I look forward to sharing new episodes with you in the new year. As always, stay fabulous and beautiful inside and out. Peace. Peace. Peace and parties. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.